Hi, welcome to Lessons of Life. And today we're going to talk about taking things for granted versus being grateful. A lot of people think that if you just, you know, take it for granted, then you're assuming you have it. These are not the same things at all. You're not supposed to take anything for granted, and that's part of the problem. You're taking it for granted that the air is always beautiful and wonderful and clean. And then you get hit upside the head. No, your town's air's polluted, blah, 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 blah. Now, because you took it for granted. It's the same with the water in, you know, Flint, Michigan, for example. They took it for granted their water was going to be clean. You know, that's not knowing. That's trusting man that the water is going to be clean. That's not knowing. It's trusting man that what he's doing is not going to pollute the air. What we discovered in the 70s that we had polluted the air, and we had polluted the water, and we had polluted the land because we had polluted thoughts. Now that's what was doing it. And we started cleaning up our act. And you start, you know, making rivers burn and the air be so thick with smoke you can't breathe, then you stop. You cut it out. You don't like it. And you clean it up. And we did a great job doing it. We did a great job cleaning up the mess. But as with all things that man uh, endeavors to do, he takes it too far. And, you know, there comes a point where you have to stop looking for the trouble because you've done it. You fixed it. You did it. Instead of pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. No, no, I found it here and I found it there. And, I found it. and they get there and there's nothing there. And now you see the tables are being turned on you because you took it too far and thought others were idiots for not seeing what you're seeing and now you're being shown to be the idiot. It's, uh, it's, iro it's ironic. <laughs> it's irony in your face. And of course the one, you know, at the end of the stick there doesn't think it's so funny, but they're the ones who did it to themselves. And they're the ones who should laugh. Laugh at yourself. Self-deprecating humor is hysterical. Part of the problem is you take advantage of the things you take for granted. You take your family for granted, for instance. But the moment you find out somebody died or somebody's hurt or somebody's sick, is the moment when you suddenly start feeling all that guilt and regret and everything else that goes with that person in your experience, in your world. And you have to deal with it then, you know, or is it a great memory? This was a great person and I loved them very much, you know, and even the things we didn't get along about, we learned from each other. You know, it was great. And how are you going to look at it? You know, 
Tomorrow is not promised. All you have is today and these moments. That is it, yourself. You have yourself to give and that's it. And only your moments and they're the most precious things in the world. And so give your time to yourself and to others. Give. You know, if you expect to always be running into stupid people, that everybody's stupid, well, they're going to show you stupid. You know, it's not rocket science. It's common sense. Everyone knows this. But they don't know it. They intellectually know it. But when you know it, you know, you're not making excuses like, well, no, everybody else in the room is down. I wasn't down. They brought me down. <laughs> you know, you stop blaming others for the way you think and therefore the way others react to you. Okay, it's all in the response. And it is your response. And you should be grateful for the air you breathe and feel blessed that it's clean and lovely and wonderful. And if it's not, you start saying it is. And it will be. They'll get off their tissues. It'll happen fast. You know, everyone deserves clean air to breathe. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's usually a government gone too far and has pushed corporations to go too far and then it's the people that suffer, even though it's the people that want whatever it is that's going too far in a lot of places, clean water and electricity. You know, but it, it's what good is clean water, quote unquote, if the people in charge of the water are not clean, not clean thinking. It's no good because they'll do whatever. They take it for granted. That's what happens. You know, in Flint, Michigan, they took it for granted that the water that they were moving from, uh, you know, was fine. So the water they were moving to was fine. It wasn't fine, you know, and they discovered this. And the people there don't realize that, you know, their thoughts, oftentimes not even related to water, but because they were poisonous thoughts, contributed to this. You know, this is an outpouring, an outpicturing, a manifestation. Everything is. You don't get to pick and choose what's a manifestation. It's all a manifestation. And that's something that trips up a lot of people. They think for some reason they can turn principle on and off. And you can't. You can work with it or it can work against you. You know, one or the other. So you learn the principles and you realize, oh yeah, I already know that. And I already know that. I already know that. You know, and you'll realize most of the laws of mind, the principles of mind, you already have wrapped around your being, that you know those things. The one thing, you, you know, now that you face is building faith. Faith in something you can't see, okay, except through other forms. 
and it's everywhere it's in everything it's beautiful and it's a, a spirit so it has to take a form for you to be able to see that okay and to appreciate it if you take it for granted then why is it there and it will begin to um, go you know it atrophies and this is what people don't understand um, the differences this is an objective way of looking at life is to take it for granted it doesn't mean you have it you're happy and content if you have whatever it is you desire you were sent that desire and in many cases it becomes an obsession you know and you're to let go of your desire accept it and let go and trust have faith that God in your heart and your imagination are bringing it to you if you develop a relationship of falling in love with your imagination like the Song of Solomon indicates in the Bible as it's shown through all the patriarchs and naming uh, imagination as their wives the ones they really fell in love with the ones they hang out with oftentimes this is this is the marriage between man and the prince you know and is often uh, seen in dreams and vision of you marrying a man or a woman in this huge home and that home is the house of God, God's mind. And you're marrying his son, his only begotten son. And you have this love affair with him. And you realize, you know, he's your Lord. He's your master. He's the one who provides all. He loves you. He'll give you anything you think of. Whatever you think on grows and so you love on your imagination and you love telling your father another being who has no shape or form but is shaped and formed into everything everything and everyone and you start telling your father how wonderful our father is and how much we love him, me and my imagination. We just love him. Thank you for giving me your only begotten son. He's the best. He is my king. He is my lord and my master. And I'm his queen. And he has all these wonderful things he brings me. You know, riches and in abundance and clothes and gems and jewels and just more than I, I know what to do with he's so good to me he's so good to me father you know and you're talking like in this manner to these beings that have no form or shape that they can feel and they love that they love that you don't take for granted the sun shining and that you love it and that you love that big sky that they made isn't it beautiful what a 
gorgeous color of blue the sky is today. You know, and the birds and their songs, you know, and how much you love them singing to you through those birds and saying hi to you and how much you love them being with you in your pet and how much you love your pet. You know, it doesn't matter what your pet is. You love them. And, the, you know, it's the same with inanimate objects. It is man who says they're inanimate, but at their base, they're not. They're very much alive. They're photons. You know, and so you just love on it, and it will be so good back to you. And everything is made of spirit. And in science, we call that photons. They're the photons. They're the spirit. They're the base of energy. You know, it's being formed through consciousness and imagination. And this is just principle. And you might as well get used to it. That if you're taking things for granted, you're seeing life objectively. And you need to stop and think about it. Tomorrow is not promised and yesterday is gone. And all you have is today. And that's a fact. That's law. That's reality. You know, there's only now. And it is man that has time and counts since, you know, says it's this many days since then and all that other stuff. You know, whatever. Until it's complete. You know, until it's complete. Then it's done. So I hope this helps. It's, uh, it's one of those, you know, thinly veiled distinctions that, you know, that is just not the way to look at it, taking it for granted. It's, I'm happy and content. It's already mine. I don't think about it anymore. It, Neville Goddard called it detach, you know, detach from it. So you, it doesn't possess you. You possess it. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. So I hope this helps. Happy holidays to those celebrating Easter and Passover. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Thank you. Thank you for being you. And blessings to you.